Hello and welcome all you beautifully blessed people. How are you today? Well, you are listening to the Love Manifested podcast where we are illuminating God's love manifested in you, hoping to encourage, inspire, and empower you in your walk, in your seeking, and in your relationship with the creator of the universe. And so um, we do that by having authentic conversations. And today it's tea time. So I hope you guys are well, that you're progressing forward in all your relationships and that you're being intentional about seeking spiritual guidance and getting deeper understanding of what your relationship with God holds for you. Because your relationship is yours and his alone. And you're part of a huge plan that he has for all good things here um, in this life. And um, when we seek that relationship with him, we really find that there are so many beautiful components of it. And listening to others' stories and learning from each other and seeing how different um, our relationships have progressed with God in an individual way, it can really inspire and encourage us to continue to seek Him and continue to help let Him and help Him um, show up in our lives. The relationship is just the allowing of Him to show up, and it's that commitment to honor the relationship. So I hope you're being intentional about that, and if you're not, you know what, you can always get started today because um, God loves you no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, what you're doing right now. God loves you and wants to be a part of your every day, of every moment of your life. He's got glory to show you and, and honor and, and love and joy, true, true joy. So, as I said, it's tea time here on the pod, and I love tea time because it gives me a chance to share some of the moments that the Spirit of God and I have together with you. So, you know, culture says stuff like, spill the tea, or no tea, no shade, or what's the tea? Well, I'm here not spilling the tea. Actually, I am actually sipping on the tea, and... Hey, you may say, what's the tea? Well, I'm glad you asked. The tea is truth. The tea is time. The tea is trust. The tea is togetherness. The tea is tenderness. The tea is transparency. Um, it's transformative. And it's probably endless how many teas we can have. But of course, there's the actual tea that I'm sipping on. So I'm going to say for you to grab your favorite cup of tea, if you like, hot or cold, you know, and let's spend a little time together. So today I'm sipping on one of my favorite, favorite, favorite teas and probably the first tea I ever um, became acquainted with after I, I uh, my first introduction was to Lipton tea. <laughs> Everybody knows a good old cup of Lipton tea. I don't know. I don't care how old you are. It still has the same wonderful flavor, but that was the best tea when I was little. I used to drink tea with my aunt at like five in the morning. 
She would come back from doing what she was doing the night before. She was also a caterer, kind of where I got my love for it from. And um, she and I would have tea because nobody was up but her. And she was up and I was up. And she'd be like, do you want to have some tea? And I'd be like, yes. And so I would sit with her. I'm like, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight and, and older at this point. And we would have tea together. And that's where I developed my love for a good cup of hot tea. So my tea that I'm sipping on today that I love so much is a chai tea. Mm, mm, mm. I'm having a chai tea latte and with almond milk, of course. Um, it is so good and I love it so much. And I'm going to tell you that I've learned some things about chai tea that I didn't even know. And I'm going to share it with you because, okay, so first of all, chai tea is... Um, a delicious tea that has a black tea base so there is caffeine in it but it has all these different spices usually it has ginger cinnamon cloves cardamom and um, you know depending where it's coming from they may infuse some other spices in there but um, these ingredients are like really common the ginger cinnamon cloves and the cardamom um, and it has so many benefits okay I didn't know that um, I knew that it, you know, it was good for digestion. I didn't know it reduces inflammation and it even boosts your immune system. So it's rich in antioxidants. It boosts your heart health. It improves your digestion, like I said. Um, it increases energy and alertness. Of course, it has a little bit of caffeine in there. So um, it helps to you know, focus your alertness. Um, it's good for your skin. Really? I didn't even know that because it has zinc and magnesium and potassium um, and other vitamins and minerals in there. Uh, it reduces inflammation, as I said. But this one I didn't even know. It, according to the artfultea.com website, it's good for your teeth. So they say that unlike other caffeinated beverages, which may contain a heap of sugar, tea has been shown to be good for oral health. And studies have shown that black tea contains compounds that attack harmful bacteria within the mouth, which can help prevent the buildup of plaque. Oh my goodness. And ginger and cardamom also contain antimicrobial and antifungal properties that can help to kill off harmful oral pathogens. This can help to improve your overall health and keep your teeth teeth safe <laughs> not your teeth but your teeth safe and healthy I mean who knew I've never even I never even knew that so yeah it does a whole bunch of things and I absolutely love this tea another thing I learned today is that it's supposed to help soothe you know your monthly pain that us women have that nasty week that we get to experience what Eve did in the garden for ourselves. Um, yeah, so it's supposed to help soothe your pain during your period. Who knew? Um, and I think that's great. So um, there's many things that chai tea is amazing for, but I just really love it because it's, I love the spice. And no matter where I go, I always love to order it because so many places make it so different. I mean, the overall of it obviously is the same but you know just how they prepare it or how they serve it is just a little bit different whether it's more spicy or if it's more aromatic 
Um, I just really enjoy it. So go ahead and grab yourself some chai tea. Go to your nearest coffee bean. They make a really good one. And get yourself some delicious chai tea latte. With almond milk, coconut milk, oat milk, soy milk. Mm. And of course you can have it the good old fashioned way with uh, some cow's milk. But uh, yeah. And there's different kinds of chai too. So do yourself a favor and just try them all out. They're just all really, really good. All right. Grab your cup of tea. Y'all ready? Let's go. Well, welcome back to the Love Manifested podcast. I'm Shahara, and it's tea time today. So as I sip on my tea, um, and I did mention we were having chai today, chai tea latte. Um, The tea that I'm spending time in the spiritual space with is the tea of transition and what that means and how it happens and how we relate to it. So just right off the bat, As defined by Webster Merriam, um, transition means a change or shift from one state, subject, place, etc. to another, or a period or phase in which such a change or shift is happening. And the Oxford says it's a change from one form or type to another, or the process by which this happens. Okay, so immediately hair is coming up for me. You ever make a decision to do something different with your hair, and maybe you want to try out a new style. Now, that new style requires either you cut away something from what you currently have, or that you take your hands off what you do have, leave it alone, (laughs) so that you can grow it out into the style that you want to have. And then there's the weight. We all love the wait, right? So this process, it takes time. It often comes with a waiting period that we don't, it it can be indefinite, it feels like, or a not so cute period. But when you make it through the transitional period, everything is usually just great on the other side. You'd be looking good and you're ready to go. Okay, right? It's just that, that, uh, that, that in between. The transition can feel very much like, the in-between, you know, the things that stand out for me in that particular example is the cutting away, the leaving it alone, and the weight. You know, it's, it's, it's not always the fun part, but it's no different in our day-to-day life. So let's get off hair for a minute and talk about our bodies, right? Our bodies are the loudest expression of physical transition, transition. I mean, we aren't little babies without the muscle capacity to hold our own heads up forever. We transition, we grow, we get neck muscle. We get, you know, we get stronger and then we can hold our heads up and look around and do things. And unless you're my son, because when he was born, 
literally he was still connected to me and we have it on video he was lifting turning his neck because he was laying on my stomach facing away from me and he was turning his neck to turn around and look up at me he had to see my face he wasn't even here like a whole five minutes he was turning his head looking up at me he wanted to look me in the eye and say it is you who has brought me here (laughs) seriously though transitions can be expressed or implied they're internal where it can't be seen or external like the hair and the physical growing um, where they where it can be seen Uh, emotional spiritual physical heck there's even financial transitions Um, when we're in grade school right our season changes from the previous year to the next when are we in transition i say during the summer the off time That's when children's bodies often change a bit. It's a time that um, we've experienced different and new activities that may not have been available or we weren't old enough or mature enough for the previous summer. Um, And then when we arrive in the next school year, we show up change. We're new. We, that's why it's a little scary because, you know, there's been the time off and that, Summer, though, was a transitional period from one year to the next. How about with, with work? A season change is, an, is also happening here, and it requires a transition. Even if you're not changing fields and just companies, like many components accompany the transition of taking on that new position or job. You may have to relocate, for example, or complete an orientation. How about getting married? And although some have rushed this season change in accompanying process of transition with success, can you think of what the express transition is called in this season change? Yes, the engagement period. That's what I'd call it. But that signifies the transition from a single life to a forever partnership life. Transitions are not meant to be rushed because they serve a purpose to where we're going. And oftentimes, we have no control over the transitional phase, like our hair. But with our engagements to be married, we do. And this is where if we rush it, and you know, many relationships suffer in the long run because the time was not allowed here for development. Gathering a further information about each other, like how do we fare in disagreements or Just having more conversations about what our stance is on supremely important things we will inevitably face as a married couple, like religion and spirituality, our belief systems on how to discipline children or um, spending and saving habits. What about that? Money. (laughs) Just getting to know one another. So, I mean, this transition from your single life into a married life It's really important. It's so valuable and it gets rushed and overlooked and sometimes blazed through. And nowadays, I just feel like I don't even know if people do an engagement. It's so quick, it seems like, which is great if that's successful. Hey, but with people being more focused on the few hours of the ceremony and the celebration than they are the lifetime ahead, that will be hours together with a person you barely know forever. You know, I'm telling you, it seems like the amount of brain time focused on stressing about the locations and what we're going to wear and who's invited and who's absolutely not invited and where they are sitting or not. 
flowers and what we're eating and what we're dancing to and what we're drinking or not drinking and who's marrying us. And it's just like, even when I'm saying all this, aren't you exhausted already? It's disproportionate to the time spent discovering and investigating who we are yoking ourselves to forever. Um, And it's sometimes so out of proportion that you can really miss a sign of frustration from your partner when you keep adding things to the list and maybe they're complaining about the cost. Like that's a sign that you're probably gonna have some money-related disagreements in the future. And it's a great opportunity to stop and ask questions. You know, you could say things like, it seems like whenever we discuss money, you get tight. Can we talk about that? (laughs) Is it related to how it's being sent, why it's being spent, or when? You know, asking these questions during your transitional phase, um, if you care, is going to really help guide you in future situations together. Knowing how to make the right approach and what matters to your partner so you can honor them and keep stress levels and strain low in your marriage. And what about that friend or relative your partner always sighs about? You know, remember, marriage is not a time to start forcing people to do what makes them uncomfortable. It's a time of humility and balance and compassion and selflessness towards each other. But I'm on a tangent. That's another episode. Y'all know how I get. I love talking about stuff like that. But, you know, there's gold in the engagement transition. True, true gold. And don't rush it for anyone because divorce is going to cost way more than your wedding will. It's going to cost you way more. Another physical transition uh, for my women who have given birth. It's referred to, the, referred to as the four stages of labor transition. <laughs> the four stages of labor transition. That's your dilation, delivery, afterbirth, and recovery. And that first one is probably the most intense, <laughs> especially right before that baby breaches. Oof, oof. My entire body almost just went weak. When that child is coming out and you hit that transition, that pain right before they start to come out, oh, it'll have you feeling like another girl. Um, But anyway, um, you know, but guess what? If our body is unable to fulfill the first transition of dilation, then it greatly affects the other three. And this transitional phase is completely out of our control. So you see when it's out of our control, like we have to we have to go with it and when it's in our control we can sometimes really mess up the process and your hair ain't gonna turn out the way you thought because you got impatient and you started cutting when you should have been letting it grow or you started growing when you should have been cutting it and now everything's out of whack and you guys start all over again who wants to do that you know in my youth though um, it was pretty cool because I could oftentimes feel when I was in transition internally. This is the implied, this is the internal transition I'm talking about now. So I don't know, but I was just intuitively in tune with my body. I just knew. And I would say to somebody who was a trusted nearby heart, you know, that I loved, like, I would always say that I'm in transition. Well, I wouldn't always say it. I would say it when I knew it was happening. It didn't happen every week or you know, every year, but I could just feel something was happening within me. 
And I never knew what I was transitioning from or to, but I was actually just so excited about it every time. I was most, for the most part, I was excited. Um, Because once I learned that my body and spirit did this, I started to really pay attention to how I felt once I was no longer in that space. So like afterwards, you know, have you ever had this awareness about yourself, y'all? The transitional period for me was marked by days, even weeks, months, um, even of feeling my soul just like, you know, and and your soul is described as your... um, where our thoughts, attitudes, and opinions, decisions are created and move, right? But like my soul was a little off mark. It was off its mark, I guess. And I was physically changing on the inside, but not on the outside. Nothing was changing externally. It was only internally. And I could feel that something was happening. And it didn't hurt or or make me afraid or anything like that. There was no fear attached to it. I wasn't like talking crazy or anything like that. Um, But I was just like a smidge off balance. And the best way I think I can describe it is like what I imagine happens as, you all know, here comes the food reference, okay? (laughs) What I imagine happens as bread or cake rises in the oven. Like nothing is wrong, but the process of the rising is happening. And then when it's complete, we have something formed. It's solidified and it's delicious to taste. So upon completion, which I never knew when that would be, and it was not punctuated by any significant feelings or actions, I would just be there. And one day, soon after the feeling, um, I would just experience myself as holding like, a bit more wisdom, a bit more confidence. I was a little more sure-footed. And I was just walking a bit more peaceful in certain things, in certain spaces. Um, I was just experiencing myself with a, a bit of an altered view on things. And it was great. So like I said, after the first couple of times of it happening, then I started to pay attention like, okay, I can feel that feeling coming again. And I just knew when I did realize I wasn't feeling that way anymore. I was like, wow, you know, I don't know. I just, it was, it's just a weird thing. And I hope someone else, please tell me someone else has had this or else I'm completely off my rocker and I don't want to be that. But It was great. You know, it was a time of growth within that I had absolutely no control over when it would happen. Um, I didn't have control over the time it would take, the duration, or what was affected in the process. And um, I'm thankful for for those times. And I'm thankful that I had the awareness to recognize when they were happening. Um, so, you know, transition itself carries with it so many beautiful components that punctuate and facilitate the change. Um, it may be growth that's happening. It can also be a termination or a finish or an end, if you will. Um, t- you know, just we're growing something or we're doing away with something. We're cutting away something like the hair, you know. Um, 
a great man used to teach me is he would always say all things in time. And it's so true because we have to transition in these seasons. We're going to go from a season to a season. We're going to go from being a mother of a toddler to being a mother of a teenager. You know, there is that transitional phase, but it's not going to happen. I can't rush it and I can't prevent it. So like the point is that we just continue to um, know that all things in time and it can activate, it definitely activates certain feelings um, inside of us. We can have emotions of excitement, anticipation, and <laughs> dread. <laughs> we can dread it. There, there can be dread. I, I, you know, I didn't know that I would dread the kids graduating high school and, and moving on. I thought I was going to be excited about this when they were four. And now it's here. And I'm, you know, it's a little bit dreadful. And there's nervousness in this transition. Um, so there's nervousness. There's also, there can be fear, uncertainty, and even pain. Um, the point is that we experience transitions all the time as we become and develop from our current state of being into the next. And the only thing that we get to do, whether they're expressed or implied, if they're physical, spiritual, emotional, or financially focused, is to work with it. You know, as the wonderfully talented late singer Aaliyah taught us to do, don't rock the boat. We got to surrender. It's all about our, our willingness and how we surrender to the transition. That's right. It's the good old S word, surrender. <laughs> and we got to remain present, you know, in active labor <sighs> uh, with my first daughter. After double Pitocin and, uh, injection, uh, Pitocin is used to like stimulate the contractions for those that are experiencing prolonged labor. And I had no epidural, um, but I found that surrendering to the pain uh, and that, and in that I would just focus on breathing through it instead of distracting with yelling and screaming, it made those double tr contractions that were coming back to back, shall I say, bearable. I wouldn't say bearable. I would say tolerable. Oof, I, I wouldn't even say that. I have chills right now, but it did. It made them, it made it less. It lessened my pain because I just went with the transition. Um, I I didn't make a single sound, and my mom, was. she was so amazed. She was just, like, staring at me, and she always talks about that. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to live. She was amazed. I don't know. But I surrendered to what my body was doing. You know, I was trying to birth an entire human. And don't worry, I'm no superwoman. I, um, all that went out the window on the second child. I literally wanted to jump out the window. Um, but again, I digress. Another episode. But it's in our surrender <laughs> that we're protected and the process gets to happen organically without manipulation. Think of the hair, okay? So what can we do in surrendering to our transition? We have to take care of ourselves, you know? Um, or, you know, we have to take care of that which is in transition, I can say, too. Just as there's certain treatments needed for the hair, there's ointments, you got conditioners you got to use, a special kind of shampoo, 
a certain method of tying the hair up, especially for us women of color. We've got to put our protective styles in. It's all meant to care for the hair in transition. So focus on your presence. Don't be distracted. You may have um, to be diligent in your planning. You know, maybe you're transitioning or you're trying, you're in a transition of transitioning your physical body um, from one state to another. And it may require meal planning or consuming meals without distraction to practice mindful eating or abstaining from something. Um, But being focused there and being diligent in your planning is really important. Plan in your transition. Um, Another way we surrender, how we surrender, is that we pray. There is no better way to focus than prayer. And as I always say, be detailed with your prayers, always. Make your petitions known to the God who loves you and gives you the desires of your heart because you delight or please him with your trust and pursuit of closeness with him. There's so much um, surrender there because when you engage in prayer, you then get to leave it all up to him. And it doesn't matter how you come to him about the process of transition. Let's be clear. You can be excited. You can be scared about the transition. You can be upset, angry, hurt. He can handle it. Whatever you, wherever you're at, he can handle it better than I can handle it when my child is any of those things towards me. And then you get to wait on him. I mean, you're already waiting, waiting on the process anyway, so why not wait on him? Scripture says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall grow and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Good old Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 31. I mean, come on. You get to wait on God. And it takes the pressure off of you. And to put the two together, you know, if you want to pray that um, Isaiah 40, 31, and go make your thanks known to God for being with you in this period of transition. Worship and pray. Put those two together, you know, and just thank him for protecting you and increasing your wisdom and vision and for allowing the opportunity to transition and not just throwing you in without this time of warm-up. I mean, imagine that. If we would just snap our fingers and have whatever it is that we're trying to get to or whatever that next season is, we might not be prepared for it. We, we wouldn't be prepared for it. I mean, this is why we have it. If, if there was another way to get from one season to the next, we would have it available to us. And like I said earlier, when we rush it because it's something that we have control of, when we rush that, we can find ourselves in trouble, you know. And if you want to pray and worship it, I think of this, this um, particular verse in Isaiah 40, 31. Um, there is an incredible five octave range gospel artist. His name is Ernest Pope. Um, he has a song called Wait All the Day. And let me tell you. If you are in a transitional period and it's making you feel some type of way, okay, get this song. I promise it will get you on your knees in surrender to the process real quick. So, yes, pray 
and worship. And get yourself another accountability partner in addition to God. Um, Y'all know I stand firm on God being our greatest accountability partner. Um, Also share, though, what you're going through with a trusted, safe person in your life. And allow them to come alongside with you and partner with you, preferably, preferably one of your people that you trust who has been through the particular transition you are in with success. You don't really want those that it didn't work out well for. They're going to have a different set of guidance they're going to offer you, okay? But allow them to encourage and edify you, you know? Keep your focus on surrender. That's what they're going to do for you. And let them just be a place to release some of the woes that you may be experiencing. We never have to do anything alone, no matter how big or small impactful or significant we were made for community and if you are seeking you will find that God has community he's designed around you just for you for all these seasons and and okay I won't say for all these seasons but for these transitional moments and you you'll see who's there for what and who's stronger in which area and like I said who's walked through it already but utilize them I was talking with a dear friend the other day. It's like I was thanking her for being part of my tribe. And I was remembering a time when I didn't have this kind of support that God has built for me now. My spiritual family, it is small and mighty. And I love all of you that hold me up. But not but. And I was telling her, I didn't have this when my kids were tiny. You know, and I have it now. And what good is your your spiritual tribe that God's built for you if you don't utilize it? Then what's the point of having it? So utilize those people in your lives, the, in your life, those those gems that you have that will impart wisdom to you. They've done it before. You you can look at their kids and see, hey, they have half a brain. I just want my kids to get from a quarter to a half a brain. That was a bad joke, but you know what I mean, okay? Like find the ones that have walked through what you're trying to go through. If you want your hair cut like that and one of your girls did it, girl, how was it? Don't be afraid. What is the pride and the I can do it by myself and all these extra things? You don't have to. Listen, we can't avoid transitions in our lives. We can attentively be present and surrender to their process knowing that what's on the other side of them has great potential and opportunity. And it doesn't matter what we're transitioning from and what we're transitioning into. The other side of it, when we get there, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And, you know, I just want to just encourage you with this word today because I know I've been going through some transitions of my own recently And um, it's been difficult, y'all. It's been hard. It's been really, really tough. And some days I can remember to follow these steps of being present and in my surrender and praying. The prayer has really been the thing that's got me through and the worship and doing those things together and then seeking, you know, spiritual counsel and someone to partner with. But some days I forget those days and those are some of my hardest days. Those are some of my hardest days in my transition 
because I'm doing it by myself and it's like I've forgotten what's actually happening. I don't have control over what's going on. It's going to happen whether I like it, whether I want it to or not. But I got to think about what's on the other side of it. And then I have to remember my tools. Surrender. Surrender to your transitional period. Pray. Thank God that you get to have this moment of easing into the next season and this moment of preparation because the transition is preparing you for where you're going and worship him for it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And in those prayers, letting him know how you feel. I told him the other day, I don't want to, straight up. And while that grieved me to say that to God, I don't want to do this. Right behind it, I felt grace and I felt his love just hold me and say, okay, you've confessed that. Now, how are we going to proceed forward? And he spoke to me and he reminded me that he told me of this time three years ago. And he had me go back and reread what he had me pen about this transition and the scriptures that I understood and the prayers that I spoke about this very time that I wasn't yet in. And it just gave me such peace and such comfort. And then I was able to reach out. You know, I've been walking through this time with my therapist and with my tribe. And they've been here to support me and help me remain surrendered and remember what's happening and where we're going It's not about the pain of what's happening in the transition. It's about getting to where we're going and knowing that this transition, we're not going to be here forever. So remember that whatever you're transitioning to right now, whether you're moving to another state or you're moving from one side of town to another side of town because of your job or you're looking for a different school for your kid or even if you're trying to find um a home to take in an elderly parent or something like that, and you're in the process. Trust the process. Surrender to it. Be present. Pray. Worship. And with God as your accountability partner, grab one of your close ones and be honest about you feel how you feel and let them support you and love you through it. So... This is what I want to share with you today. May you be encouraged, inspired, and empowered. I want to thank you for joining me on this tea time. I pray you got something you can sip on and digest for your life movements. I love you guys. The website is up and running, love-manifested.com. Reach out to us at so, S-O-W, love, L-O-V-E, 2-T-O-O at gmail.com if you want to talk about anything. If you need any encouragement, any prayer, you want to be a guest on the pod, write us over there. And as always, remember that as long as you have breath in your body, you are part of this big, huge plan that God had for all of us. And we all work together in it and and the plan that he had for your life. So go out and make your day beautiful if you can. All right. I love you guys. Bye for now.